a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. All right, we're going to take a look here in this segment about the case for the qualifier. Uh, I can't tell you how many people I have interacted with uh, here in Utah and around the country who are now starting to put qualifiers into their descriptions of themselves. So, for example, uh, someone from uh, New York uh, recently said to me, uh, I'm a Democrat, but I'm not a Green New Deal crazy Democrat. And I hear Republicans say, I'm a Republican, but I'm, I'm not a wingnut far right crazy Republican. And so it's this case for the qualifier that both political parties have pushed so far to the extremes that it's left the vast majority of Americans in a very different place uh, using qualifiers in terms of, hey, I'm this, but not really that, uh, not what you, you're seeing every day or what's uh, lighting up your social media feed. And so I wanted to dig into that from a couple of different aspects today. And I want to begin with Texas Congressman Dan Crenshaw. Uh, he's been blowing up the Internet. Uh, he regularly does this. Uh, but he uh, he made a comment, uh, a couple of comments, really, a few days ago uh, about what it means to be a real conservative. His remarks were less than two minutes long. <laughs> but there's a whole lot to unpack in here. He really jammed it all in, really got to the essence. And to me, it's important to lead to a discussion not only about how to define your own personal political alignment, uh, but where we're so focused on the cult of personality, uh, when we're talking about people all the time rather than policy and principles, uh, how that perception can be different uh, from what is reality when you're just focused on social media posts, likes, hits, tweets, uh, and appearances on cable news networks. So I want you to listen closely to this. Again, this is Representative Dan Crenshaw from Texas, Republican, speaking at the Texas Liberty Alliance PAC a few days ago. Uh, this lit up the interwebs. Let's listen, and then we'll unpack. There's two types of members of Congress. There's performance artists, and there's legislators. Now, the performance artists are the ones that get all the attention. They're the ones you think are more conservative because they know how to say slogans real well. They know how to recite the lines that they know that our voters want to hear. Let me tell you guys something. In the first two years of Trump's presidency, when Republicans were in control, when every single time we were voting on Donald Trump's agenda, who do you think was at the top of that list voting with Trump, and who do you think was at the bottom? A lot of names you would recognize were at the bottom of that list. A lot of names you would recognize were at the top of that list. Number two is it's probably going to make you cringe a little bit. It's Adam Kinsinger. Voted with Trump almost 99%. He was number two. But who's at the bottom? Everybody in the Freedom Caucus. All of them. What you hear so often is not true. All right, let's unpack. 
So he said some very interesting things in there in terms of how we look at our political figures, our elected officials, and what we hear versus what actually happens. I thought it was interesting that he pointed out as a member of the House of Representatives that during the first two years of the Trump administration, that there were some members of Congress who voted with the president's policies 99% of the time. And a lot of people would be surprised that that would be Adam Kinzinger, who's, of course, been a very vocal opponent of the former president on a host of things. But on policy, he voted with him over 99% of the time. We see that sometimes here in the state of Utah. Uh, Senator Romney often has taken grief uh, about being not aligned with President Trump, and yet on the actual votes, on the policy, uh, he was with the former president over 84% of the time. And many people have thought that Senator Mike Lee was all in with President Trump. Yet he voted with the president far less, far less than most of his colleagues. And so sometimes what we hear and what gets ratcheted up on social media is not the reality when it comes to the policy and the actual votes. The votes are what matter. It's not what got picked up or what blew up the Internet. It's what did you actually do? The votes matter. And so while we often get distracted by the social media attention, we actually got to get back to what's the reality? What's the policy reality? I thought it was very interesting that uh, that Representative Crenshaw pointed out in the House, the Freedom Caucus, which is supposed to be the, the bastion of conservatism in the House of Representatives, that they voted with President Trump far less, far less than those who were quite vocal uh, against the president, former president, uh, on a host of issues. So it's not always what you see, it's what you do. And you have to dig in a little bit to get there. So again, the, the perception and the reality don't always line up when it comes to our politics and what takes place there. But that requires us as voters and as citizens to go beyond that. Now, I want to wind this down a little bit in terms of saying, well, what does that actually mean? We've been talking over the last several days uh, about what is happening uh, with the middle of the country. And I actually think the middle is getting bigger. The country is a center-left to center-right nation. That is just where we are, and people can argue that till the cows come home. Travel the country and listen, and you will see that we are a center-left to center-right country. And the more the liberal left swings wildly to the left and the more the right swings wildly to the right, the more people are going to feel disconnected from this whole thing because they don't feel represented. And because they don't feel represented, they're going to use these qualifiers. Well, I'm a Democrat, but I'm not a crazy Green New Deal Democrat. In fact, interesting, uh, when you look in the minority communities, uh, 25% of black Democrats uh, self-identify as conservative. 43% identify as moderate. And yet all we hear about on the cable news networks and the interwebs 
is just how everybody's going for this crazy left-wing agenda. And the exact same thing happens on the right. And so more and more people are feeling disconnected. And actually, that's what worries me. The more we have all of these qualifiers as we try to rationalize and position, the less we're talking about the principles and the policies because there is broad agreement on all of those things. You've heard me say it before. On things like immigration, I think we could solve it in an afternoon on the floor of the House and the Senate because everybody agrees. There's a host of issues that we can get to that. We've talked about some of them today. Uh, We talk about welfare reform. That's an important thing. And as we talked about with Tim Carney, we should start with corporate welfare. Crony capitalism is a big problem. And we should fix that. But the more we go to these extremes and our politicians convince us that we're too divided to get things done... The only thing that it accomplishes is it ensures that they stay in power. Uh, And so that movable middle, which I think is getting bigger in the country because of the extremes of both political parties, uh, I think it's time for a different kind of conversation. But it's a conversation that begins with the principles and then moves to the policies. We can have our policy differences. We can have great debates. This country is always at its best when we are a country of big ideas and open, roiling debates about what we believe and what we think the best solutions are. And then we wrap that up and put that into a vote so that our representatives can be held accountable for outcomes. Not for rhetoric, for outcomes. All right, we're going to take one last break. Uh, Stay with us. Come back. We're going to wrap up, uh, conclude with some final thoughts on Bob Dole. uh, Life well lived, a legacy worth celebrating and emulating. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.